Hello, and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. Today is Saturday, March the 13th, and I am here to go over a one-game early showdown slate and a seven-game NBA main slate that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. So great to see everybody today. Gotta love the weekend. Good stuff. I am, however, wearing my black hat and black shirt. The all black today because my smoking hot five-day streak pretty much came to an end. We we squeaked out a few cash games and we squeaked out our two brains are better than one lineup barely. But all in all, with Joel going down, that just sunk the ship. Uh, he was on his way to 60, 70 point easy uh, DFS game. So it is what it is. There is that variance uh, in the NBA and as there is in all sports. And uh, it happens from time to time. So we did have some some really good calls. Andrew had some some nice, uh, nice calls right on the nose as well. But today we're looking to put the whole thing together and just make it a complete sweep and get back that money train uh, roaring down the tracks again. So a uh, couple of things real quickly. Uh, very excited to uh, announce this weekend that a uh, couple of new partners have, have come aboard. We're going to be working, uh, and also they'll be sponsoring some of our podcasts, and we'll be working with them and supplying some of their information and content on our website and in our Discord, and that is Monkey Knife Fight. Awesome folks over there. Really excited about that. And also Super Draft. Super Draft is a blast uh, as well. So I'll get a lot more into those two uh, as we go on this weekend. We'll be launching that on our website and we'll have special offers and promo codes for both. Um, so very excited about both of them. And uh, our today's podcast is sponsored by BetUS. Uh, go to betus.com.pa for all of your wagering needs. And if you want to uh, re-up here or join for the first time with Coach Talk, we have an awesome uh, offer through our friends at BetUS. If you go to betus.com.pa and sign up and use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space, uh, for $149, if it's your first deposit with, with BetUS, you get to play the $149 on BetUS props, games, whatever you want there. And then you get a free membership with Coach Talk all the way until June 1st. So you can't beat that for sure. And uh, if you don't want to do the BetUS thing or you've already got an account there, you can just go right to DFSCoachTalk.com and sign up for that 149 deal. Uh, you don't get the BetUS part, but you get the membership through Coach Talk all the way until June 1st. So definitely take advantage of that. And on the way in here, if you're watching this on YouTube, sometimes we forget to ask, but really the most important thing for us is that thumbs up, subscribe to the to our channel, and hit the little alert button up in the right-hand corner there so that you know when our podcast posts. It's going to get super busy here at Coach Talk uh, in the next couple of weeks, even more so than we are now because we're doing seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts. We have our weekly PGA and then we're going to be adding several Major League Baseball podcasts to the mix. So that's going to be uh, a real blast. Looking forward uh, to really uh, get 
Josh Davis, our uh, MLB pro, uh, up to speed and going on the podcast. So very, very exciting. He is so sharp. Uh, we can't wait to add that to the mix. And I'm fired up for baseball, too. All right. That's what I want to get out of the way on the front end. And then we're going to dive right into this sucker. Um, we're going to go through a little. I do it a little bit differently on the weekends than Andrew and I do throughout the week because you get a little bit more time with, with just one guy doing it. Uh, and so I, I like to go over the probable lineups and then talk about the games in that sense. So let's start off with game one. It is a 2 p.m. Eastern game. It's the standalone showdown slate. And it is the New York Knicks minus five. And the over-under is 209 and a half. Oklahoma City's on the first night of a back-to-back. And, uh, you know, again, this game, we're going to play captain and, and showdown here on both uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. It's not offered on Yahoo. Um, from the Knicks side, uh, right now, Rose is out. And Quickly and Patton are both... Uh, or Peyton, I'm sorry, Peyton and Quickly are both questionable. So talk about a, a free-for-all waiting to get the news uh, on this game because of the whole aspect of the game. I mean, you may end up with a Nidalekina or Alec Burks uh, being key plays depending on who's in. You know, if Ro- Rose is definitely out, but if, if one of Peyton or Quickly are also out, the other guy becomes the best play. So follow that news with us here. We'll post some stuff in Twitter for, for the non-members, but I will be in Discord all the way up until lock. Uh, you know, we still have about three and a half, four hours until lock. So, uh, you know, we'll definitely get that no- news and know what's going on there. Uh, on the Oklahoma City side, uh, Shea Gilgus, Alexander, and Baisley are out. So this is going to be a wild game. Uh, with trying to determine where all the usage goes and how all that's going to pan out. So no problem. We got you covered here. That's what we're here for. And uh, really, the pace and defense doesn't make much of a difference because we're not comparing it to other games. But the pace is 30 and 13. The defense is 5 and 9. So this this is not going to be a fun game by any stretch. Definitely a warm-up game for the rest of the main slate, which is terrific. All right, the guys that that I'm looking at in this game, again, we have to wait for that news because that'll be key. Um, I think Julius Randle becomes probably, uh, you know, a smash spot captain for a lot of people. Um, Al Horford also becomes a very consistent uh, play here up top. I think those two guys being the veterans, uh, you know, both on each side deserve uh, the best uh, the highest ownership, really, in this game. Then it's just, you know, determining where you want to go. Uh, Theo Maladon is pretty good here. Uh, uh, Lugans Dort. Uh, R.J. Barrett, who's picked up his game a little bit. Uh, love Alec Burks, especially if multiple guards are out. I mean, he's going to get run regardless. So he's really a, a good safeguard at a good price that you could play. Uh, Kenrich Williams at times can have a decent game. Uh, especially when uh, Shea is out, his numbers go up a little. Uh, not going to go Pokashevsky. Uh, just don't quite think he's there yet. So, you know, again, I don't want to spend too much time on this game because we're waiting on that news. But, you know, 
again, that that real look for me is going to be whichever guard is in uh, for the Knicks. And then, uh, you know, Alec Burks, Julius Randle, Al Horford, and then a combination either of Theo Maladon uh, or Dort uh, probably is at the, the top of my list right now for Oklahoma. All right, let's get into the real deal here. Um, by the way, the right now they're projecting. I mentioned I was going to do that. So the Knicks are 19 and 19. They're projecting Peyton, Bullock, Barrett, Randall, and Noel. That's if Peyton plays. Thunder at 16 and 21. Maladon, Dort, Kenrich, Williams, Pukasheski, and Horford. All right, the main slate. It is a seven-gamer, and it's a really good one. It is the first game is Detroit at 10 and 27 against Brooklyn at 25 and 13. Uh, the betus.com.pa line is Brooklyn minus 11 and a half. So we have a double digit and a 228 uh, over under, which is a decent number there. I mean, not bad. There's we've got some big, big, big ones, but it is somewhat in the middle of the pack. Pace wise, Detroit's 26, Brooklyn 10th. Defense is what makes me interested in this game, 20th and 24th respectively. So they do both give up a lot of points without without question. Smith Jr. is on the shelf for Detroit. And then Blake Griffin is not suiting up just yet. Um, he is out today still. And then TLC is doubtful. So not looking good for uh, Timothy uh, for this game. The projected lineups, DeLon Wright, Ellington, Sadiq Bay, Grant, and Plumley, Brooklyn's Harden, Irving, Brown, Harris, Jordan. All right, the question is, do we pay up here? Uh, and DeLon Wright has come back now. He's uh, probably going to sp split center a little bit, or I'm sorry, point guard. He wishes he was center. Uh, he's probably going to split that a little bit uh, with the rookie there. Uh, which makes that a concern, you know, with with, uh, you know, in that game, because Smith Jr. is out. So they, they'll both get run. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, if I trust Lee in this spot or right just because of the split and all the great choices of point guard. You know, Jerry Jeremy Grant is certainly an, an outstanding play here. His price is high, which is frustrating. But, you know, I, I like having correlation with uh, you know a Brooklyn player on the other side with Detroit just because of the pace and the fact that uh, Brooklyn just really you know doesn't defend well. So um, on the Brooklyn side, you know the question is, do you consider Harden or Irving? And you know I think Harden's still the best play here. Uh, he he did disappoint in the last game a little bit. Uh, Could have had a, a you know a much bigger smash spot. Um, I'm considering Harden, haven't pulled the push the button, if you will, on this one yet, though, because uh, there's a few other buy up spots, I think, maybe uh, more of a key spot. But believe it or not, I'm not this, you know, I'm less crazy about this Brooklyn game than I've been about most of their games. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to probably mess around with any of the mid level guys, you know, like the Browns and Harris's and Jordan's. Um, you know, and we're getting uh, Claxton off the bench. And, you know, it's just there's a lot of guys that they're trying to fit in uh, and get minutes. And on a slate this big, I don't think you have to go too deep here. So 
probably Harden and Grant, and they're both expensive, so they could be huge plays for me. They're both on the bubble right now, but the two guys that I like out of this game, me and probably 18 billion other people, but uh, it's who I like. Sometimes I fade the big boys, so. All right, let's go to, to game three. It is the Milwaukee Bucks, 23 and 14, at the Washington Wizards, 14 and 22. Um, this is a game where Washington played last night. Bill was questionable, but he played. He's questionable again today. So we don't know exactly what the scoop's going to be there. Milwaukee is an 11-point road favorite, so another double-digit number. Big fat 239 number because you've got a great combination here. Two of the fastest-paced teams in the league. Milwaukee fifth, Washington number one. And defensively, Milwaukee's at 11. They're hanging in the middle. Washington, we know, not defensive-minded. 27th, although improving slightly. Uh, in this game, very simply, uh, we need to know the news on Beal. Uh, it was just like yesterday. For me, if Beal plays, then, uh, you know, I, I like playing Westbrook here. Or I'm sorry, if he plays, I'm not going to play Westbrook. If he sits, Westbrook then becomes just a usage monster. I know it's a back-to-back. -back. Westbrook sat out back-to-backs earlier in the season, but he has since been playing back-to-backs, and playing full minutes. So, you know, they need every win they can get right now. I know Scott Brooks is one of the four co coaches on the hot seat that they were talking about um, as being, you know, possible guys to get fired. So I know every win counts for him, and he's trying to put this squad together. There's also rumors they're going to try to pull a trade off at the deadline to, to get somebody to help Beal and Westbrook. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but certainly Westbrook's in play, and again, that'll affect my uh, hardened news or hardened decision when we get the Beal news. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if Beal plays it back to back. When you know, I think really the decision was: does he play yesterday or play today? Because if he's got a sore knee, not sure why you'd want to you know drive him into the ground two games in a row. So we will see how that goes. It will definitely affect uh, the game as far as a rosterable game. If Beal sits, that 11-point spread is going to increase. The more likelihood of a blowout is there. Uh, so, you know, there's some concern. There is some value that that is there a little bit with Washington. Um, you know, you're getting some uh, uh, Rui Hashimura, who's played poorly, but he's still getting minutes. And you also have uh, uh Denny Advia off the bench, who's starting to get it. I mean, he's a youngster, but, you know, since he's coming off the bench, they started him too soon, I think. And uh, But now that he's coming off the bench, especially if Beal sits, I think he's just a really sneaky low-owned guy that can get you 6X uh, for sure. Mo Wagner's been solid. I mean, you know, everybody's always afraid to play him because they do a lot of Washington uh, center uh, by committee kind of stuff. But he's the guy that is the DFS points per minute guy. And, uh, I, you know, I know it takes up a tough spot there. But depending on, you know, what you're, where you're playing, if it's uh, DraftKings or Yahoo, you could put more than one center. So Wagner's still in my uh, player pool. Uh, as far as paying up on the Milwaukee side, my concern here is, you know, Middleton and Giannis, are they going to be needed for full run in this game. Now it's the fastest team in the league. I mean, if Washington can hang, 
then they could be phenomenal plays. And this could be the takedown game of the night because it, it would stay close enough. So, again, I want to see the news. You know, if Beal plays, instead of buying up to Westbrook there, I'll shift over and focus on the Milwaukee side with either Giannis or Middleton, uh, you know, and maybe even look at a secondary guy there. Holiday's minutes have been increased. Uh, you know, if you catch DiVincenzo or Lopez on the right day, they can pay off uh, as well. So, uh, again, news dependent. Sorry to, you know, bury the, the the fact that, you know, not stepping out with exactly who to play here. But to me, it depends on that Beal news. And, again, this could end up being a, a pretty low-owned game for me or a very, very key game with with three representatives here in a game that could be very high-scoring. So, we want to keep that one on the front burner. Next game, also 7 o'clock. So we, we've got three 7 p.m. games all starting at the uh, same time on the East Coast here at 7. The Toronto Raptors 17 and 20, Charlotte Hornets 18 and 18. The Charlotte Hornets are a two-point favorite. It's a 229 and a half total. And it's uh, the Raptors on a first night of a back-to-back. And they have a ton of guys that are still out uh, COVID protocol. Uh, Siakam, Van Vliet, and Ananobi, they're three solid starters. So what does that do to this game? Well, it obviously allows you to play Lowry or Powell or both. I think you need to have one of the two for sure. I mean, this is just a smash spot. Their usage is through the roof. Norman Powell's been terrific since they've been shorthanded. Lowry's had some good and some, you know, just okay games. But uh, this one where he matches up against Ball, possibly, you know, the the big thing will be who is Rogier going to guard Lowry or Powell? I've got a feeling he guards uh, Powell here. So, you know, I'm leaning towards Lowry because I think he'll get Ball defense. And I think that that's where he could be really tough. So, I've I've ridden Paul uh, Powell every game uh, since all these guys have been out with the COVID protocol, and he's he's really smashed every time. But I think I'm going to try a, a sneaky fade here on him because he's going to be very highly owned, and his price has now increased quite a bit. And I'm going to focus on Lowry. Now the other guy you know here that's been absolutely killing it is Boucher, and it just drives you nuts because you're just not sure if Nurse is going to play him the big minutes. Now, he was forced to the last game because he went crazy. But, you know, in the starting lineup right now, projected for Toronto, is Lowry, Powell, Bembry, Johnson, and Baines. And so, I mean, that's pretty rough. I mean, you're going to need all the scoring you can get from Lowry, Powell, and and, uh, Boucher. So Boucher has to be considered strong here. I'm not afraid that he comes off the bench. He's still going to get... I think 30 minutes here. And if, anytime you get Boucher at 30 minutes, you know, you got to go after it. Uh, you know, is it one of those nurse games where he plays him 18 minutes? Hopefully not. I mean, this, this line is tight. So I think the game stays close. So important game for me. I definitely like the Lowry Boucher combination here on the Charlotte side. You know, you've got uh, an interesting dynamic here uh, with, with their guards all back, but they're, the probable starting lineup right now is what they used this last game, 
and it was Ball, Rozier, Hayward, uh, Washington, and Zeller. And then they'll play at the center spot, and he's capable of having a really solid game. You know, he's, he throws real clunkers on the board. He's a risk-reward, uh, certainly a GPP uh, plug-and-play kind of guy. But cash lineups, there's a bit risk, but a lot of reward if he does pay off. Um, the fact that uh, LaMelo Ball is just solidified in that starting spot is, I think, a really uh, good thing. However, I think he gets Lowry defense, and it you know could force Ball more turnovers and not quite as strong of a game. The guy I'm targeting here, and he's much cheaper than Ball, is Terry Rozier. I think he gets uh, just average defense from the other side, and uh, he becomes a really solid play. Uh, Hayward's probably going to get Bembry defense uh, to begin with, who's a who's a dog on D, and Stanley Johnson as well, who can defend really well. Um, don't play Stanley. Stanley Johnson has no offensive game. He is... He is just horrible to watch offensively, but defensively he does get it done. So uh, definitely exposure here. Uh, you know, the last two games may combine for six of my eight guys. So it's these are the two key games for me. I like the numbers and the situation and the usage with the guys out. So I'm going to be firing up quite a bit of Lowry, Boucher, and Rogier out of this game and then see the how the rest of it plays out. Okay, we go to the first uh, 7.30 Eastern game. It's the Sacramento Kings at 15-22 and 22 against the Atlanta Hawks at 17-20 and 20 with their new coach in tow there. Uh, the, the lineups, probable lineups for Sacramento are Fox, Heald, Barnes, Bagley, and Holmes as usual. And Atlanta, Young, Herder, Snell, they have plugged in there, Collins and Capella. So, you know, they're still waiting to get Hunter back. I'm sure he'll he's penciled in uh, for that that small forward spot. But, you know, Bogdanovich is getting a nice run and he's super cheap still off the bench. And we know Sacramento can't defend here. So, no, there's no problem if you target this game as your game. And I think it will be the highest owned game. Uh, by a decent amount here because you've got two teams that stink defensively. Sacramento dead last, Atlanta 25th. And then defensively, uh, I'm sorry, they're, yeah, they're, pace-wise, they're 9th and 19th. So defensively, 30-25. So, you know, here's the big, the big game where everybody's going to multi-stack. Whiteside's the only guy out as of right now. Uh, you know, you can literally make a case for the starting five uh, on Sacramento and probably Young, Herder, Collins, and Capella. So there's nine guys and Bogdanovich. So 10 guys you can consider uh, to make out your roster at all different price ranges. Um, I, I think you have to have exposure here, but this is where I'm going to be a little contrarian. Instead of having four guys from this game, like almost everybody's going to have, I'm just going to pull out one or two and just try to pick the guys that do smash it and to fit in with the rest of them. So that's the approach. This game becomes key for me as, you know, not fading it by any stretch. I think you need to have exposure, but not stacking it. So the question is, where do you go here then? Uh, De'Aaron Fox, 
uh, certainly has to be high at the top of the list. He's expensive, but he certainly has to be at the, at the high end of that list. Um, that's really, even though the other guys are all very solid, you know, Hield's consistent. Barnes, though, is expensive. I don't like uh, Holmes as much against Capella defense. So I'm hoping to be able to fit Fox in, but we will see. And then on the Atlanta side, I mean, it's a no-brainer on these guys. A Trey Young, fantastic play, uh, without a, without doubt. Herter and Bogdanovich both are in play. You know, uh, Herter finished the game uh, the last go-around, but again, Bogdanovich is starting to steal into those minutes. I may not go with either one just because of the concern of the split minutes. Uh, Snell is is more of a, a, a defensive guy. Collins against Bagley is a, a nice matchup for Collins. I think he can school him pretty good, but his price bothers me, but he's certainly in play for me. Um, Clint Capella, you know, he, he smashes all the time with, you know, gobbles up the rebounds and gets points, but there are times that he they play him off the floor, and this is one of those games wide open with the, you know, where the bigs might get run off the floor a little bit. If when Holmes sits, sometimes they just move Bagley to center and they'll put in another guard or small forward. And when they do that, uh, what it does is pretty much place Capella off the floor because Collins will generally stay and guard Bagley and then they'll just match up with other guards uh, with Sacramento. So, again, that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, I'm not stacking this huge game that could very easily be the highest scoring game on the slate. Because, uh, you know, I want to just cherry pick a few guys, good guys like a Fox Collins and, you know, something of that nature. Uh, but I just I don't want to go deep here because I think there's some risk with some of these guys and you're going to get really over owned uh, people in this game as well. OK, a uh, couple real quick things. Um, definitely a great time to, to become a member at Coach Talk. Uh, you can join for as little as. $10 for a three-day pass. If you jump in there uh, today on Saturday, you get all our weekend action. We're having a fun contest, too. Uh, we always have contests with our members, and this one's going to be a blast. It's the NCAA tournament. Can you believe that? Uh, the selections are tomorrow, so we're going to have uh, some really cool giveaways, memberships, merch, the whole nine yards uh, for our NCAA bracket uh, that will be for members only. So, uh, you get a, a chance to be part of that if if you jump in uh, this weekend as well. Uh, again, I uh, want to thank our uh, main sponsors, which are betus.com.pa, uh, Superdraft, and Monkey Knife Fight. So more to come on all that stuff uh, as we go forward. Um, and then again, if you're uh, listening to this through audio, uh, we have we're on everywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, etc. Uh, we really appreciate if you just take a, a couple seconds, give us a five star, make a quick comment. All of those things mean a ton to us, and it helps us move up the algorithms within those uh, podcast uh, facility, uh, podcast hosted hosts, and move up the, the scale and get seen by more people. So. Same thing goes with YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, thumbs up, subscribe, hit that alert button. All right. We go on to the three 
remaining games, eight o'clock game, and then we have the two late nighters. The eight o'clock, uh, the second eight o'clock game, Trailblazers 21 and 15, Minnesota eight and 29. Not pretty. Uh, I don't, between Minnesota and, and Houston, uh, it's pretty bad. Houston's definitely, it's one of the worst teams I've ever seen, Houston, I swear, right now with all their guys out. But anyway, Portland, uh, their projected lineup, Lillard, Trent, Jones, Covington, Cantor. We've heard that, and it's been the consistent for a long, long time. Minnesota right now, Rubio, Edwards, Lehman, who's hit, been hitting some threes, Vanderbilt, and Towns. So in this game, we know McLaughlin is out at point. Uh, and, you know, of course, D'Angelo Russell's been out. So it does elevate Rubio big time. And then Jalen Noel, who broke the slate last go around, certainly uh, also an option there. Uh, both both playable. Rubio's price is up a little. Noel's still is pretty uh, respectable. Um Anthony Edwards here, you know, the, the first pick is is definitely a threat against the Portland backcourt that doesn't play, uh, tr- do a very tremendous job defensively by any stretch. And then, you know, on the other side, if you're going to, you know, you want to use that pay up somewhere, Lillard's definitely one of those options. I mean, he's such a super stud. It's ridiculous. Uh, you can't obviously choose all of them, but, uh, you know, he may be the pay up guy of choice here. Uh, and again, some of it will depend on the other news for me, whether I go there, but he is, uh, my favorite guy out of this game. You know, the, the spread is pretty close. Uh, bet us has it at, at four and a half and two thirty three and a half. So, you know, that close spread with that high number again, you know, it's, it's similar to that last game. You need some exposure, uh, cause it, it can be a high scoring, uh, affair here. And, the, the odd oddity with this new COVID NBA schedule, these two teams play again tomorrow. Same two teams, two days in a row. So obviously there's no advantage on the first night of a back-to-back because they're both going to play each other tomorrow. But, you know, it makes this game interesting. Pace 21st for Portland and three for Minnesota. And defense 28 and 23. So the Sacramento-Atlanta and Portland-Minnesota games here back-to-back horrendous defense so you know it's hard not to plug guys in left right and backwards in this game um you know you got to start with Lillard talk about him Trent can be a a decent uh play here I like Ennis Canner and Cat both sides of this uh neither one is a really strong defender and both of them you know could have really big games I mean it's obviously completely different price points but uh, they both need to be considered depending on what type of a, bil- a build you're doing. Rubio, uh, and, you know, like I said, Noel and Edwards are in consideration. Don't really want to go Lehman, Vanderbilt, uh, McDaniels. They bring in off the bench. Just starting to shuffle that group quite a bit. So I think sticking to those guys that we know are going to get mid-30s minutes if this game stays close. You know, Lillard's a runaway on the Portland side, but some of the prices have gone up on these guys, which is frustrating, but you can consider Trent Jones or Covington. Uh, I mean, all three of them get good minutes and Carmelo does as well. So, you know, they're a high scoring team. They're playing a fast team. So it's a big pace up and another team that doesn't defend. So, hey, you know, more power to you if you stack this game. 
I certainly think that that can be one of the strategies. But I'm going to do similar to the other game. Not going to have any game stacked or over over owned tonight. I'm going to really try to spread out and pick the right guys from the right game. So lots of consideration from this game. Uh, not many bad plays out of it either because, uh, you know, there's going to be extra possessions and a lot of points to be had. So this is a great slate, I'm telling you. It is a terrific slate. You're not going to have dead chalk all over the place because there's so many great selections. Even on the pay-up guys, it's going to be spread around. So you're going to be somewhat contrarian from the get-go, I really believe. All right, the last two games, and I'm not crazy about either one of these games. They're both the 10 o'clock games, and I hate when this happens, but I always preach, don't let the time of the game affect your plays. And, you know, if Portland, Minnesota and uh, Sacramento and Atlanta were the last two games, then I'd have those games, you know, I'd have a lot of exposure there. So I'm not letting that deter me. But it is tough when you have a two-hour break till the last games and you have nobody rostered and you have to, you know, hang on for your life by your fingernails. But, you know, you may have a big enough lead that's, you know, insurmountable. It's also possible that way. So, you know, just thinking, hey, I've got to have some exposure to these late games so that I have somebody plugged in there. I mean, that's just that's not smart playing in my opinion I, I just i understand your want to have that because you want to you know be able to root for somebody in those games but if, if i was you what i'm going to do is i'm going to play that two game late slate by itself so i don't feel pressure to put somebody in to these early games because i really don't stand out like anybody in either one of these games so uh, let's talk about them though, but I want to make sure and get that across so that you don't force. Cause if you force a guy, he can, he can break down your whole lineup. I mean, you, you lose out on one of those good plays from early and then you got to, you know, then it, it's sort of a double reverse on you. All right. The, the Ma Mavericks at 19 and 17 still can't figure out why the hell they forfeited the game. Basically this last time out after eight days off. They sit both Luca and Porzingis for rest. Just asinine, in my opinion. Uh, their 19 and 17 projected lineup is the guys are back in. Yeah, after a loss they couldn't afford to take. Uh, Doncic, Richardson, Finney Smith, Kleba, and Porzingis just like normal. And then all those guys off the bench. Denver, same thing. Murray, they've had Monte Morris in there for a while now. Barton, Porter, and the Joker. Um, this game, but the bet us number on it is Denver minus one and a half. They are on the second night of a back to back. So that does give an advantage Mavericks there, uh, since once in 10 days, uh, you know, uh, maybe they'll sit a week after having to play this one. I don't know, but, uh, it's two twenty-six and a half, So it's a fair number. You've got the, the problem why I'm eliminating this from my group. They're 22nd and 28th in pace. So you lose a lot of possessions. So why spend the entire salary on Luca and the Joker, two to the highest guy, uh, price guys, or even Porzingis in that sense, because they're just all super expensive. Two very, very slow teams. Yes, Dallas is 26th, Denver 16th defensively. So that's nothing to write home about, but 
you know, to me, when there's that many less possessions and, you know, half court offense is playing, you know, you're trying to get those big boys. You need 65 to feel good, maybe 70 even from a Luca or a, a Joker. And I just don't think there's enough pace in this game for that. So uh, don't like the secondary guys on either side here. Uh, there, there is a big rotation. Denver has a bunch of their guys back now that had been out for a while. So a lot of guys getting minutes squeezed there. And on the Dallas side, you know, same thing. You know, you've got guys that had played prominent roles now coming off the bench, like the Hardaways and, you know, Burks and stuff like that. Just don't like the feel, the mix, or the pace of this game. Uh, so I am going to pass. Last game. It is the other 10 o'clock game, the Indiana Pacers at 16 and 20 against the Phoenix Suns at 25 and 11. The projected lineups for Indiana, Brogdon, Holiday, McDermott, Sabonis, Turner, Phoenix, Paul Booker, Bridges, Kaminsky, and Ayton. Now, uh, there is a tag on Booker as questionable to probable. Uh, I believe he plays, but it is uh, a second night of a back-to-back. No, it's not. Uh, they did not play last night. So I think Booker uh, you know, will be fine there. It is the second night of a back-to-back on a tough loss for the Pacers last night. You know, so I'm not sure if that affects their rotation that much. Uh, you know, he's had a tendency to play his guys a decent amount of minutes on those back-to-back. So it's not, there's nothing that stands out to me that says, you know, this guy is, is going to get limited minutes. So there is a consideration here. Um, you've got Indiana at the 11th pace, but Phoenix is second to last. And, you know, we've been on this rampage all year, but it's worked is, we've pretty much been fading a lot of Phoenix games. And the reason being is they're terrific on defense. They're uh, eighth in, on D and they play really slow. And as far as their side of the ball, you know, their main guys with Paul Booker and Aiton are splitting up all the, the love there. So um, it's very hard to, to really want to go that direction when Indiana is a pretty good defensive team. Uh, themselves uh, at 13th. So Phoenix is six and a half. It's a 221 number, which is fair. But again, I just it just doesn't jump off the page to me. Brogdon started out last night like he was going to break the slate and then had it really, really slowed down the second half. Uh, all that bunch of guys with Holiday McDermott. And then, of course, the great news in this game is Karis LeVert is playing. So thank God for that, man. He's what a tremendous story. You know, if, if you didn't hear it, he was traded, which was a shocker, and then had his physical, and they found a cancerous mass on his kidney. So he had that removed, and he's been rehabbing, and he's, he's doing great. So it very well could have saved his life. So a real blessing there and a terrific, terrific player. How is that going to affect this Indiana team? Where are those minutes going to come from? Can't wait to see how that plays out. Uh, that is really going to be fun. And then not too long down the road, they'll get T.J. Warren. So you talk about a loaded team with a bunch of alpha dogs that need the ball. Uh, it's going to be uh, very tough to figure out, but a very dangerous team to play. So, uh, But right now, you know, Levert probably get, I'm thinking, 15, 18 minutes first time out. I can't, I wouldn't think they'll push him much harder than that, but still it will mess up that rotation. So 
Not thrilled with that side on Indiana. And then same scenario with Phoenix. Uh, Aiton had a really bad game the other day. Uh, just looked disinterested. I'll tell you, I'm becoming less and less of a, a backer of Aiton. I just, his game is very unmotivated and just he just does not seem to consistently get it done. Uh, Booker, you know, uh, certainly can do well, but uh, there is there are some good defenders in the Indiana backcourt. Same with Chris Paul. His price is up high enough now where it's, it's very hard to roster him. So there it is, man. I mean, tons of recommendations in the early games, zero recommendations in the late games. Uh, but it is what it is. That's how it rolls out. So all in all, though, a fantastic slate. Um, and, I, you know, I highly recommend, you know, getting a lot of exposure to Toronto, Charlotte, Sacramento, Atlanta, Portland, Minnesota. And then, you know, you want to scoop probably one one or two good guys from Detroit and Brooklyn as well. So love the matchups, love the slate. Uh, I hope everybody absolutely smashes it tonight. Uh, again, if you want to check us out, we're at DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, you can uh, join and we'll get you in there right away in Discord. So a uh, big shout out to all of our, our members. We've had a, a great group enter, tons of... Uh, Tons of interaction and, and good information about all sports in our Discord. So you want to check that out for sure. So I appreciate it. I hope everybody really enjoys the slate. I, I hope everybody cashes big. And uh, I'll be back again tomorrow with a really interesting Sunday slate that has games throughout the day and night. And uh, we'll get that to you as well. So uh, for the entire team at DFS Coach Talk, I am Joe Sarvati. We'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.